Hey guys, thanks for joining us in this episode of the Stir Fry Pod. The guys talk about the Brooklyn Nets, Jamal Murray-less Denver Nuggets, teams jostling out West, and Steve Kerr. In breaking news, LaMarcus Aldridge just this morning announced his retirement from the NBA. Turns out he had an irregular heartbeat. Our hearts, and Cyrus's especially, goes out to this guy. Enjoy the pod. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Stir Fry Let It Fly podcast. James here, repping Laker Nation. Hi, this is Cyrus. Uh, I know DeMar DeRozan made a clutch short uh, against Dallas last week, but I still hate him. And this is Will. And this episode of the Stir Fry Let It Fly is brought to you by Haley Giselle Skincare and their all caviar infused skincare. Be naturally beautiful. All right, so guys, today, let's start off by talking about the Brooklyn Nets, who currently, as of this recording, are in the second seed in the Eastern Conference, a game behind the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, the Nets, after the trade deadline and the um, buyout frenzy, picked up two players that I think will help them in their championship run. So they got Blake Griffin, and they got LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, the question is, Will they win it all? I don't know if they will win it all, but I know my boy Marcus is playing really well <laughs> and uh, and uh, make a lot of people out of the expectation. Yeah. It seems like this version of Aldridge is just more motivated. And we see this all the time, right? With players who've gotten bought out, like coming into these championship caliber teams and just wanting the ring and wanting to perform better. Yeah, I think I don't think that the Nets is gonna go all the way, um, just because of Kyrie being on the team and the un, and how unstable he is. I think at the clutch moment, not during the game, but the clutch moment of the season, I'm pretty sure he's gonna do something drastic to to basically screw up the team's chemistry. So, do you think that the Nets will make it out of the East? They are currently second seed in the East. Second seed in the East. Do you think they'll come out of the East in the playoffs? Right? So they'll make it to the finals. I think their biggest opponent is 76ers and Bucks. Yeah. So if they are in the second seed, Mm -hmm. most likely they might face either uh, Bucks or let's say Boston in the second round. I give it to I give it to Brooklyn for the second round. But uh, if they play against 76 in the conference final, that is I still give it to Brooklyn because of if if we have a healthy KD. What do you think, Will? Uh, yeah, I I I wouldn't be surprised that if uh, if Nets actually got off of the East just right. because of the opponents. They're good, but they're not that good. So it sounds like Will is also hedging for the Nets because he wouldn't be surprised if they got out of the East. Yeah, I, I think they they could potentially win the championship if uh, if Kyrie is out for personal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you agree though? Do you think that the te- the the current Nets team it's more dangerous without Kyrie right now? Well, I think it all depends on the health of one Kevin Durant. So let's say the KD is healthy, and then we've got Harden, 
I'm okay if Kyrie isn't there or 100%, right? Plus, plus, I heard Dinwiddie might be able to come back during the playoff. Yeah, but like, even if he does come back, like, they don't really need him. So it's just icing on the cake, right? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, with all things being equal, with Durant, they're 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 strong. But without Durant, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, the 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 the, the current team with or did without Dimwitty, with a healthy Durant, I rather Kyrie not being on the team. Interesting. I I still trust Kyrie. Like in the playoffs, like when it counts, like yes. Have we seen him flame out? Yes. Have we seen him be toxic for a team? Yes. Also yes. But have we seen like A-level Kyrie carry a team for stretches? Absolutely. Yeah, but we have we have Durant. If we have Durant, you, do. you don't really need Kyrie. That's true. You don't. But what it is, is it increases your margin for error, right? So that just means that now you're okay with Durant taking a rest game if his foot is hurting. Right, because you have insurance. What I'm foreseeing is Kyrie might have like a couple of uh, like a bad stretch of games, and you know either Harden or most likely Durant bail him out, and the media starts attacking Kyrie, and then he's gonna talk talk about the flat being earth uh, the the earth being flat again, <laughs> and you know just things like that to like basically po- pulling a tantrum. <laughs> I I can I can totally predict that. So I do totally see that, like, I can see Kyrie being sort of the pendulum that swings this, right? All things being equal, like, I do think that Brooklyn is going to come out of the East, at least. At least. At least. Okay. So you're right, Cyrus. They have a harder road because they're not the first seed. That means that they got to play Milwaukee. And if they win, they got to play Philadelphia. The thing is, Philadelphia is a terrible matchup for them. Because of JoJo, but what if Brooklyn get into the third seed before payoff? Then Do they have a chance? Well, even if they got into the third seed, I mean the first seed. So from what I remember, so Brooklyn's strength of schedule is actually a little harder than Philadelphia's. Okay. So Philadelphia having now the tiebreaker over Brooklyn, like they're basically locking up, barring some unforeseen injury or something. They're basically locking up the first seed. Mm, so this okay. is a good win for them. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so recently, we saw Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets uh, at about one minute left to the game against Golden State uh, get an ACL injury. Like his knee basically buckled as he was going up to finish. Um, now, how does losing Jamal Murray for the rest of the season and possibly months into next season as well if you're a denver how does that affect you of course that affect him affect denver huge in the playoff because like you said before james um talk about during the clutch time in the playoff who's gonna take the clutch shot last year we saw that maple jordan in the in in what series against uh the clipper series yeah like how he carried denver to win over the hum but if you know, losing Murray. Yeah, I know we, we add Aaron Gordon to the team, but losing Murray is a big, 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 I don't know. It, yeah. It's just, just just bad. And I'm with you. I would rather keep Murray and not have gotten Gordon if that was sort of a trade that we were going to make, right? But I think what 
you're saying to Cyrus is that that scoring, it's not just like the guy in the clutch, it's the prolific scoring. Like against Utah, Murray had two 50-point games. Right, in the first round, right? Yes. In the first round. Yes. And his two-man game with Jokic is basically like unstoppable. Right. Right. That's what carried them past the Clippers in the second round. Now, without that ball handler for Jokic to work with, maybe even Jokic isn't that as effective. I don't know. But, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, with with the current lineup, including Murray, uh, I think Denver is a dangerous team. But I still put him in the same bubble as the Utah Jazz and the and the, um, and the Suns being the dark horse, but really not a contender. So you know, with the loss of Murray, they're they're I would say they're in the same category as the Blazers, the Memphis. Um, so the good thing about the, that injury is it will really test Jokic, Gordon, and more importantly. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. to see if they will step up, and if they do, they maybe they can be in the same category as the LA team next year. So I actually thought with Murray that the Nuggets could be better than the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Like they beat them last year, and right. it was basically the same team. So why wouldn't they beat them this year? Because PG is playoff P. I don't know. Like what makes you think that the Clippers would beat them this year? Right. Um, well, they have the best coach of uh, of the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it, right? Like I thought that with Murray, they they were going to go far. They were going to play the Lakers again. So most likely, uh, Murray has to rest for another year. Yeah, for because uh, ACLs are usually like about a year. Right? Did he tear it? Yeah. Okay. Like, look at Clay. Clay initially had ACL, then it's an Achilles. And that's the risk of injuring other parts of the leg too, right? Right. Um, Like Boogie too. So the other thing to think about if you're Denver is you have Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic on expensive contracts, right? And justifiably so. That makes absolute sense. You have Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. under contract for the next two years. So ideally, you want to maximize that window with these four guys as your core. Now, with one of the guys missing, all of a sudden you don't know what you have, right? And your window is only limited because Murray is going to miss quite a bit of time. Oh. So, and, they, and they lose uh, Harris too, but Harris is not that important. Yeah, um. and that's the thing, right? So now you're like long-term, like how do you plan around this? I think it's going to be interesting what moves Denver makes. Uh, there's already rumors that Austin Rivers is going to sign with Denver. But maybe but, that's just to help them this year in the playoffs to make some noise. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to... Like next year, Denver is going to be maybe the f- fifth or sixth seed or even like more like a Golden State of this year. Hmm. Yeah, well, because the other thing to think about, guys, is basically like Jokic is one of the leading MVP candidates this year, right? Um like, can you keep this up next year? Can you keep this up for a full year without Jamal Murray? Right? Right. There's all these different layers to that. And like we said, hopefully, like, Porter Jr. can step up, like, become a, su- like, not superstar, like, at least an all-star. Mm-hmm. Like, at least the consistency, I think. I think what he needs in the consistency and to increase his, his uh, defensive uh, capability. Yeah. For the record, this year was a year of career highs for Jamal Murray. 
right? He started off slow, but he's actually averaging 21 points per game, four rebounds, almost five assists on 48% shooting. Like that's actually really good. And he's 40% from three. Mm. So this is a good year for Jamal Murray. Um, It's just too bad. Too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just hope that being injured at a young age will 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 make him you know yeah. uh, uh cure faster and be him being canadian i mean let's just let's just hope that he goes back to where he was i mean this year we've been surprised to see how how healthy players are coming back from major uh, injuries but do you guys realize like this year much more player get hurt their acl doing the game compared to before uh I don't know if it's any more. Like, okay, aside from Jamal Murray, what other names? Dinwiddie. Yeah, I guess so. Thomas Bryan. So I think that the big consideration is the 72-game compressed schedule. Right? right. Like, it's just a lot of games in a short amount of time. You're seeing all these teams have four games, sometimes even five games per week. That's a lot of games and wear and tear on their bodies, right? And all just so, like, you know, they can make the revenue, which, okay, fine. But... Like that's this is the risk, right? You get these injury risks for these players. I mean, this is the 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 time that you should give uh, Kyrie some props. He, <laughs> he takes the personal <laughs> time that he needs, <laughs> and I don't think that you'll ever see him pull, uh, uh, tearing his ACL, <laughs> no matter how tight the schedule is. <laughs> okay, um, so. Denver is actually one of the teams that falls sort of in that middle group of teams in the West seeding-wise, right? So we've got the Jazz and the Suns, and then right after that, we've got a jumble of Denver and Mm. the two LA teams, and then we've got Portland, Portland, Dallas, Memphis. So guys, pick a team. Tell me something interesting about those teams. Like, do you think they're going to go far? Do you think they're going to do damage? Some, Some team in the middle of the pack. Do you guys think uh, LeBron and AD will come back beyond the before the payoff? Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I 100% know that they're going to be back in like the next two, three weeks. Okay. Both of them. Um, so that's the thing, right? Like uh, AD, as of I think Woj reported it last week, he was maybe 10 to 14 days, which is about two weeks tops, right, to, from coming back. And from what I've heard about what they're doing right now in terms of injury management for these two, they're being super, super conservative, meaning that AD probably could have been playing like a couple of weeks ago, but they're just making sure that he's super healthy before he starts playing, which is good. They have the luxury of that. Because I really do want to see LeBron, AD, and Drummond play together. Yeah. yeah. I want to see how, 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 how it looks, man. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because now we see there's these wrinkles to the chemistry with Marc Gasol being like, oh, I'm not going to start anymore. Why did you even bring me on if you're just going to replace me with Drummond? Right. Right. Um, and I think Marc Gasol is a great piece to have in the playoffs because he's so smart. Yep. And Drummond is kind of unproven. Right. Right. Um, so if you're the Lakers, I would rather have Marc Gasol. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think at the end of the day, AD is still going to be the center in closing lineups. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And then they're probably going to still be playing Schroeder at the point. So KCP. Braun, KCP. And then maybe Kuzma, somebody they trust, right? Maybe Marcus Mor- Markeith Morris. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't trust the Portland Trailblazers. Maybe to win a round. But, you know, with, with the current lineup, I just don't see them going too far. 
uh, the middle of the pack, what would we have? Dallas and the Lakers right now. I mean, it's the easy pick to pick the Lakers, especially knowing AD and uh, LeBron is going to be back. Well, so here here's the wrinkle there. Like, the Lakers are currently in the fifth seed. Fifth seed. Let's say they lose a couple more games. By the time LeBron and AD both get back and, you know, get their rhythm back, the Lakers could be in the seventh seed, maybe. Mm-hmm. They could be in a lower seed. So what does that mean? Because now all of a sudden in the playoffs, you're going to have to face a bunch of good teams, teams even yeah. in the earlier rounds, right? Like if you're the Lakers, I don't think you want to play the Clippers in the first round. It's fun for, for it's us. It's fun for, for us, us. <laughs> absolutely. But you kind of want to warm up to that, right? Right. Um, especially because the Clippers are sort of the matchup, the, the, the team with the better matchups against the Lakers. Right, they were built to go against the Lakers, Lakers. against LeBron. Yeah, but I mean, with 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 the two injuries that they have, you can't really expect them to to be the top three seed at this point. Mm-hmm. So being the f- top four seed is the best case scenario. So, so you'll be playing what uh, Denver or Portland? Portland. Well, so so here's my question, actually. If you're LA, and let's just say you had the choice of going up or going down, wouldn't you rather go down and? play phoenix or utah in the first round so you have to drop yourself yeah. down to seven and eight and we've seen that happen like denver has done that a couple of years ago right denver yeah so they did that i think to avoid houston in like the second round or something like that like okay. a couple of playoffs ago okay so like we've seen that done and it's just strategy right it's all about which team you match up with better which teams you don't want to play right now but maybe later on yeah, but if you're the seventh or eighth, you're playing the play-in. Yep, so it's true. So you're playing an extra game. Exactly, and that's where things get complicated, right? Right. Because now it's more games. Maybe because they've been out for so long. That's a good thing. And what if they lose in a tournament? <laughs> I know they, they, they. I know they are pretty strong, but what if they lose? I never know, right? Yeah. Um. Going back to your point, Will. Uh. So the Portland Trailblazers are currently 29th out of 30 teams in defensive rating. That's one of the reasons why you can't really trust the Blazers. They're great offensively, and it's almost always game time when it's the clutch, right? Yep. It's just their defense is terrible. So, James, do you think the addition of Norman Powell changed a little bit on Portland Trail Blazer? No, because I don't think he's big enough. He's okay. 6'3", I yeah. think. Yep. And now, if you keep McCollum in your lineup, so you're playing McCollum, Dame, Dame Powell, Powell, Rocco, and Nurkic. Nurkic, right? Okay. Who's guarding Braun? Rocco. Exactly. Braun's going to cook Rocco. Or if you put Powell on Braun, like Braun's going to cook him too. Like they don't have that wing defender, right? That bigger wing defender. Who's that guy? That can handle Braun or Kawhi or PG. Derek Jones Jr.? Uh, DJJ? Yeah, it's true. So Derek Jones Jr. is good. In that, you know, he has a very specific role to play. I don't know if I would trust him in the playoffs, but I'm sure he'll have some minutes. Right. I still don't think they're good enough to make it past the Lakers. Right. What um, if they face Clipper? That would be interesting. Just for I would totally be down for that just for the smack talk, right? Because oh, Paul, George, and yeah, Dame, right? Yeah, George and Beverly and Dame. Dame right. I would be all for that, man. I think that would be so much fun. And if the playoffs started today, they would actually be uh, facing each other. Oh, really? Yeah, because really? it's 3-6. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dallas or Memphis? I give it to Dallas a little bit more. Yeah. Because of Doncic, basically. 
I would say Dallas too. Um, I I think Jazz is kind of losing some sparks this year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had him. I had him in fantasy. I yeah, I, I I I would totally thought he would make the All Star team this year. Yeah, I so I think with Jaw. His injury is actually a bigger deal than he's letting on. He's probably like being the good soldier and not letting it, like not letting other people know that he's actually still playing hurt. Right. My guess is that he is. That would be my guess, just based on how big of a drop off he has since like the start of the year, like where he was like dropping thirty point games. Then after his injury, he comes back earlier than his timeline projected, and then all of a sudden he's like what ten, fifteen points per game. And a lot of turnovers. And a lot of turnovers, right? Like, I feel like there's still something there. Um, that being said, so the way the play-in tournament is working out right now is Dallas and Memphis would play one game in game one. Uh, the winner of that would get seventh seed. Um, and then uh, the ninth and the tenth seed would play, which currently is the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs. Ooh. So who would you pick in a hypothetical Warriors-Spurs matchup? I have to choose Spurs, right? Your heart would yeah, choose, choose the Spurs. Spurs. What would the, your head choose? Ah, uh, Curry's too hot lately this year. Yeah. DeRozan's not bad, though. Sure. I think with the subtraction of Clay, I do think that Spurs really have an edge versus the Warriors. Uh, I mean, historically, they get killed by the Warriors. But this is the older everybody and the minus of uh, Clay Thompson and the emergence of all these young guys in Spurs, I do think that they, they have an edge uh, in a one-game series. Yeah. Yep. And so the other thing to think about is Wiseman's done for the season. Yeah. Right? So basically, Golden State is playing a bunch of like really... N- Oubre. Non- yeah, like guys that you wouldn't really trust in the playoffs. Not that you would have trusted Wiseman, right? But right. there's talent there. But Curry is just too hot, man. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. You trust Draymond, you trust Steph. Is that how far you go? Or, you know, this exactly brings us to one of the other things that Will wanted to talk about. Do you trust Kerr? Kerr. Will, Kerr. Yeah, I mean, I've heard many friends, you know, they told they told me Kerr came from the pop system. He played with the best of the best in the bowls, you know, with all the success right from the get-go how good of a coach he is. But, you know, okay, I give him a pass last year with everybody hurt. So he's suppo- their, their, their team is supposed to suck. Then that's why he, he, he didn't get fired. Um, but this year, I mean, there's no clay. They still have a good team. But, you know, they've been struggling. Right now, they're ninth or 10th. You know, is Kerr really overrated? What do you guys think? Overrated. I don't think Kerr is overrated, but that may be because I don't think he's like the top five in the top five of coaches in the NBA. Who's so, the top five coach right now? Uh, Spolstra. I would actually say um, I would give it to Snyder and Monty right now. Okay. How about um, Malone? Malone. Yeah. Okay. Um, One more. Pop. Ah, uh, man. That's the legacy, though, right? Like, you got to base it. You got to balance it. I don't know. I would think about like, you know, I'm tempted to say Nick Nurse just because what? they're not doing very well, but they got ravaged by COVID. 
Spurs is doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the expectation yeah. of San Antonio, Antonio Spurs, Spurs, they're doing pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, I was even talking to Cyrus one day. They are. They are. Why, why not pop for for coach, uh, of, coach the of the year if they make the playoff? That's true. That's true. That's a fair point. But going back to kind of originally saying top five, okay, let's say top six, we put pop in there. Like Kerr isn't even in there, right? Mm. Yeah, but you don't have to be top five, top six to be overrated, because he was supposed to like have created the system. You know, really, Mark Jackson did that, but uh, he created the system where everybody wants to follow. So for me, I would say Kerr is a top ten coach in the NBA, and I'm okay with him being somewhere in like the ten range, right? And I don't think that's overrated because on the one hand, yes, Mark Jackson did create the system, but I think it still took Kerr to put them over the hump, right? And managing egos is one of the hardest things to do in the NBA. And he had to do that when KD was there. But Curry is not uh, famous for the for his uh, Curry is not famous for his ego. Kerr? Okay, like uh, Curry. Curry. No, Curry isn't. Clay isn't. It's just the Clay isn't. Exactly. But you have to manage Durant, Durant and Draymond, and yeah, and Draymond, and Draymond, right? And th- it's just managing egos. Like that's one of the reasons why Phil Jackson was so great. He had to manage egos, right? Yeah, but there were a lot more egos in the bull system compared to the Golden State Warriors. Well, I think when you have an alpha as dominant as Jordan, that puts everybody in line. You could say the same thing in terms of like, oh, maybe the job gets easier because your alpha is so alpha. Right. I don't know. They're still the Pippin and they're still the Rodman, right? Yeah, but everybody knows they come after Jordan. So, hmm. okay, what do you think, Cyrus? Kerr. All I remember is that in 2015, like, like Will, you said that uh, uh, Mark Jackson created a system, but why Golden State became so good on 2015? Kerr actually benched David Lee, bench. Igudala, bringing Harrison Bynes and uh, and Draymond Green in the starting lineup, that make the team really balanced. The bench, the bench stronger. Um, that makes 2015 Warriors strong. That that strong. In I my think opinion, it's more the emergence of of Steve Kerr. That two years MVP back to back was basically Steve. Uh, okay, well, Steph's Seth. show. Yeah, that that those two uh, that year I give it to Steve Kerr, but the year. With KD, I think if you put any coach with uh, with KD, Curry, Clay, it's not that easy to not win in the game, uh, yeah. in the final, right? I think what it is, is a, a different coach, a lesser coach under those circumstances with KD and Curry and Dr- Draymond. And it's Clay. too talented. What would happen is you could get fired midway through the season, just like LeBron had that coach, that European coach, uh, David fired, David Blatt, right? Uh, yep. Like midseason, like they had a pretty stacked roster too, but that coach didn't know how to manage them, so he got fired, right? So if you're really not a good coach, you would have been let go because you wouldn't have your players' respect. Yeah, but are you really putting Kerr in that level, right? I'm saying no. That's why I'm <clears> saying like he's kind of like in the ten range, right? But do you think the majority put him in the 10 range rather than the 5 range? Yeah, that's the tricky part. Like, I think if you're a Golden State fan, you think the Kerr is the bomb, right? Yeah, where's Brian when we need him? <laughs> <laughs> I think 
they can be better this year. I think Golden State. We I think we be, before the season we we picked Golden State made uh fifth seed or sixth seed in the we in the West, but now they're even not in the playoff anymore. Yeah, so. they didn't have that many injuries. I mean Wiseman, but like and Clay obviously, but yeah. like we knew about Clay coming in, and they already made the adjustment by picking up Ubre. So yes, they sh- they are underperforming this year. Totally, I agree with that. And Curry wasn't is isn't playing bad either. Yeah, he, so it's not like Curry, uh, a Steph um, dropped off significantly. He's playing like a normal Curry, but yet they are the tenth or the ninth. So which okay, but here here's a question for you: If they finish seventh or eighth, seven or eight, yeah, I mean, would you say would that change how you think about Curry? Uh, I would say yes and no, just because I have watched some Golden State games this year. They were killed. Some of the yeah. games they lost by like fifty to a team. Was it the Raptors? Yeah, I think like fifty to yeah. the Raptors. But there's no Curry that game, though. I think. Yeah, but you're an NBA team. I mean, you should still shouldn't lose by fifty, right? That's an effort thing. Yeah, you I lose g- by thirty. Yeah, I, I guess so, but. Just just some of the games that I watch, they're really... Let's put it this way. Teams don't fear them anymore. Not even a little bit. Before, when when they have a stacked team, you... Like, the teams, they don't, they, they don't even know how to defend them. Yep, because you have two super sh- uh, great shooters in the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the other thing to think of, just FYI, Golden State has won three straight games, right? They are only, I believe, three games out of the eighth seed. So really, that's not that much. You can close that gap easily. And they are still in the play-in tournament. So Golden State could very well, at the end, after the play-in tournament, still be in the playoffs. It's a weird year. Yeah, but being the eight or seven seed... Oh, sorry, they're only one game out of the eighth seed. Yeah, but being being the... Eight or seven seed in in the West, yeah. It uh, means well, it doesn't although, really mean too although, much. Hang on. So let's say the seedings, the standings stay as they are. We head into playoffs. Let's say Golden State takes the eight seed. They play Utah in the first round. Why not? Like when when you give mm. Golden State a good chance against Utah, not in the seven game series. Really? They have no big 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 men. Yeah, uh. but. Oh man, Curry in the playoffs, Playoff. man. Yeah, but how, who who's gonna defend Gobert or favors? Oh, I, I trust Draymond. I totally yeah. trust Draymond in the playoffs. Small ball and Curry. Like but, and and this is all I'm saying is I'm not saying they would win, but I'd say you give them a chance, right? It's not like a two percent like, chance of winning. It's more like maybe a thirty percent chance. Thirty seventy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not. It's not terrible. But you trust where coaching comes in is player management and decision making on the court, right? So it's like, um, how long does Curry play for, right? Who closes alongside Curry? Who does he play with? Yada, yada. Like, I would say, like, there are other coaches where I'm just like, who the heck is on the floor right now and why, why? right? Um, so, but, like, Luke Walton for the Kings, you're like, what, what the heck is with your roster? Like, why are you putting these guys on the floor? But I don't think Kerr is one of those guys, right? Yeah, but I mean, for 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 Golden State to even get into the eight or seven seed, mm-hmm. 
number one, Curry has to play the way he ha- he is playing. Mm-hmm. And but I wouldn't be surprised by the time this the, the playoff rolls around, he's gassed. Maybe. Maybe he's not exactly young anymore. Right. No. But I, I'm sure they would sit him a few games too if they lock up a seed. But they can't because they're in the play-in, right? Yeah, unless they're six. Yeah. Um, okay. And if you're six, you're not gonna let go of six. No, you're not. And Wiggins is still really disappointing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, but he's not. I would stop short of saying I don't think he's a bust. I would just say he's disappointing. Disappointing. Like, like yeah, I, I yeah. say. He's oh, totally. That's absolutely right. No, I when you when you're first see a uh, first uh, first round first pick. And you're getting the max contract. Yeah. This is disappointing. No, disappointing is Andrew Bennett. Well, I mean, if you put the bar so, so yeah, low. <laughs> no, that's a sorry, that's a bust. Yes, this is disappointing. You're right. This is disappointing. And he's getting max. Yeah. Well, that's Minnie's fault. Okay. Um, parting thoughts. The Rosa Hida really cut short. I, I, I take that. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad shot. <laughs> I, I watched it. <laughs> I mean, did you see Derek White not even being happy? He's like, why the hell didn't you pass the ball? Well, at least he, he make it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, uh, okay, so we're going to call it there. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, hit us up on all our socials at Stir Fry Pod. Catch you all on the next one. Go Lakers. <laughs> <laughs>